Welcome. This is Physio Insight. Welcome everybody to our second podcast in the series ACL Injury. We are incredibly happy uh, with the interview which is now following uh, with Professor Dr. Freddy Fu. Uh, Fu uh, was president of the Pennsylvania Orthopedic Society and in 2008 assumed the presidency of the American Orthopedic Society for Sports Medicine and was the first foreign-born president in the AOSSM 40 years history. In 2009, he was named president of International Society of Arthroscopy, knee surgery and orthopedic sports medicine. He and his team completed more than 100 studies and uh, treated uh, hundreds of uh, athletes. Most known athlete is, uh, for instance, uh, Slatan Ibrahimovic. In this interview, he will take us into the history of ACL surgery in the last 50 years and he will explain the so-called sixth principle of ACL surgery. Furthermore, he will give inside information about Slatan surgery and he will tell us something about the essence of the collaboration between physical therapy orthopedics and patients. I would say enjoy the interview. Good morning. Good morning. You're in the Netherlands? I'm in the Netherlands, near Amsterdam, about 40, 45 kilometers uh, from Amsterdam. Well, shall I start with the first question, Dr. Fu? Um, that's about um, uh, what changed during your career in um, surgery. Um, I think there is some positive change, but there are some also change that doesn't advance. Um, the uh, you know the you know our whole ACL trend. So the changes is that now uh, I think uh, therapists and doctors are really attacking the ACL itself. Mm -hmm. So in the 70s when I started, we did not even address the ACL itself. Uh, we extract other part of the knee, the extraticular, uh, medial side, lateral side, and then only in the you know early 80s uh, we start to actually, uh, you know, put a graph in and mm -hmm. do things to address the ACL as an issue. And of course, the uh, in the mid-80s, uh, we start arthroscopic surgery. That, is, in a way, is good, mm -hmm. but in a way, it's bad. It's good because it's uh, less invasive. Like you say, I used to make a very big incision in the early 80s to do the ACL surgery, but uh, so in the mid-80s, uh, um, the incision is tiny. But then the problem with that is uh, surgeon become a little bit getting complacent and they think they can do it fast, efficient, uh, and up that they're not doing that well. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so there are a lot of, uh, it's like any, um, I 
would say technology. I would say that disruptive technology. Mm. Any so it's good, it's disruptive, it's good. But then there's some uh, price to pay. So, for example, I did a lot of um, surgery and invent technique that are definitely completely not anatomical technique. Mm. That is probably uh, put patient at risk for osteoarthritis. Now, maybe they could go back to play. Uh, like uh, you know, the brick is working, but not that well. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, so I think that only in the last twenty years uh, we start to advance into three things that I can see that may takes time to develop. Mm-hmm. One is the anatomy, uh, mm-hmm. still basic. Uh, need to know more about it. And number two is individualized mm-hmm. uh, of the ACL, which uh, still people have to learn about because a big there's big variation. That's about the, the individualized anatomical approach you're uh, doing. Yes, I yes. think that the people don't realize. So people first start with anatomical approach, mm-hmm. which is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. But people assume anatomical means that it's the same thing mm-hmm. in every case. Because people still want to do it fast, mm-hmm. efficient, mm-hmm. and easy. Okay, This is what industry wants and surgeon wants. But... But the truth is, uh, there's no two ACL the same. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the ACL uh, all come from the fact that the bony morphology to take the ACL, not the ACL itself. No. So to understand the ACL itself, you have to understand the bony morphology, which is a three-dimension, complicated, which is still a way to go. Mm-hmm. So the, the individualized thing has become a little more complex. And I think if we start to pay attention to individualize, I, I think we can correct 10 to 15% of the uh, issue we see mm-hmm. uh, in our surgery. And the last thing, I think the changes is value-based. What, what I mean is that in the last 30, 40 years, I have seen many things that come to go. For example, in the 80s, uh, we start to introduce artificial ligament. That's right, yeah. Which turned out to be, um, you know, in some cases, a very bad because we can study you show that when the wave particles mm-hmm. start forming cortex graft, it can destroy mm-hmm. the, uh, the cartridge. So the, of course, the marketing is that, well, you can go back fast and early, mm-hmm. but then the one year later, your knee is going to be all messed up. So there are many things like that. Now, the extraticular, I started in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing extraticular with my boss, Ferguson, and other people. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I started my practice uh, for the first two years, that's all I did. And end up that those surgery doesn't last that long mm-hmm. because those are not anatomical. Uh, and in fact, what they do is, in my opinion, uh, they change the AP translation. Mm-hmm. In other words, the extraticular pull back the tibia. <laughs> yes. Immediately. In fact, uh, I was on the, on the uh, table and say, oh, look at that. I do this extraticular. Look, at it doesn't shift and everything. So... The thing is, it doesn't shift because not because it control rotation, thing like people will say about today, mm-hmm. uh, because it pulled back the tibia, so you cannot shift and, and have those uh, phenomena mm-hmm. you see with a torn cell. But then unfortunately, those surgery, the, the extraticular stretch out, and they're going to return sometime now. Interestingly, I revised many of my own mm-hmm. extraticular, mm-hmm. and see is interesting. Those extraticular never torn like the A cell, okay? Okay. You look at what it is, it's, it's always just a stretch, but it's always there. But then, the then probably the biomechanics uh, changed through that. Yeah, 
well, let's just stretch out. So essentially, yes. recently, mm-hmm. we, we in our lab, we have a very sophisticated lab in a, in vivo kinematics. Yes. And in fact, the first time in the world, we showed that if you do extraticular uh, versus no extraticular, mm-hmm. uh, when you walk the patient in the first six months after surgery, versus one year, mm-hmm. at six months, the extraticular actually, when you daily function walking, mm-hmm. the biggest thing they do is to pull back the tibia. Yes. <laughs> Nothing about rotation. In fact, in some cases, it's up to four millimeters. Mm-hmm. Now, these are walking. This are, you know, uh, by plane x-ray, mm-hmm. and it's just really seen. But interestingly, by one year, those effects are gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you put a cell graph in, maybe the extraticular can protect the graph mm-hmm. uh, when it heals. Now, the other advance is, I would say that I, I would give you six principles that are very important mm-hmm. uh, because I belong to a group called the A-cell study group. I know, yes. It's a famous group, and uh, many people from all over the world come mm-hmm. almost, uh, oh my God, in the 80s. I've been listening to the 80s. So now the, the interesting thing is we talk about the same topic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like recycling. <laughs> That's right. Where you put this tunnel, where to rehab, fast rehab, mm-hmm. slower rehab. Uh, you know, you use patella tendon, yes. use hamstring core tendon. Uh, recycle topic, and it's, it's never, it's just go back to the same thing. No. In fact, I was in a meeting recently, and the question people asked it, and uh, same question you asked 30 years ago <laughs> how do you tension the A cell? Mm-hmm. Uh, what action angle you fix A cell? Mm-hmm. Things like that. I mean, these are like topics that are silly because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not in vivo, these things will change. Mm-hmm. So the sixth principle, I think that I have thought of very carefully. It takes me a long time to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I work with other people to make sure. So the first principle is ACL is dynamic. That's right. Okay? It's not That's like a static. No. So what we see in the dissection, maybe beautiful, but it is not. There's no isometry, nothing like that. Because um, does that has to do with the anterior medial part and the posterior uh, part of the? Yeah, yeah, there are two bundles. But anyway, yes, I'm going to tell you what it is. Yes. So I will go ahead and Sorry. tell you what yes. how it is. So first is dynamic. Mm-hmm. So in, in fact, the isometric concept put forward in the 80s are pretty wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, because actually, it's like the cartridge. We know the cartridge when you walk and run. It squeezes together mm-hmm. and it relaxes, okay? Right. So the, it's like a sponge. Right, okay? right. Like a sponge. The ACL is the same. Mm-hmm. Actually, when you, you run and walk, the ACL squeezes together and stretch. Right. Up to 30%. How many percent do you say? Yeah, 20 to 30%. Really? And I'm just, why? So we, we are always worried about biomechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you, oh, you have to worry about A-cell graph because if you stretch the A-cell at 8%, it will fail, okay? Mm-hmm. Which is fine, okay? We know that you fail. But right. we don't know that actually. They squeeze together mm-hmm. like the cartridge when you run because we were able to measure the intra-distance between insertion sites when people were running in the lab. Okay. And each patient that we work on, take 40 hours mm-hmm. of computer work to have those conclusions. Mm-hmm. And I have done it for like 15, 20 years. It's not like a, just one study. I'm talking about 
hundreds, thousands of mm -hmm. subjects. It's no definitely true. So one is is dynamic, and which is where to say. So, for example, right now people say that oh, extra tackle is incredible because it stops the rotation, but it's not. It's not in vivo. It's, it's just like I show you in vivo, extra tickler, just to AP translation. Mm -hmm. Because every day you walk, you don't rotate your knee. No, that's right. <laughs> you don't rotate your knee, you just like walk. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's one thing. And number two is those bundles uh, in the in the 90s when we discussed for the bundle and we did study. I, I worked with Sabi Wu, very well famous you know, guy, and we tried to Say that well, you must do reconstruct two bundles. Mm -hmm. uh, you must do think that well, AM and PL to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's sounds a very good story, and which is a strict biomechanic. Mm -hmm. uh, but I hate to say that biomechanic is good, but is it not in vivo, in not biological? No, that's right. Actually, as I as I go along, I f I, I find a few things. It's not the bundle you need construction. It's the amount of percentage on certain site mm -hmm. you need to replace. Now, the bundle over there is interesting. So when I start the research in this field, in the atomical field, I, I, I actually went to the fetus. 20-month-old mm -hmm. stillborn babies. <laughs> that just came out, and we were able to dissect the next day with a microscope. And we find that two bundles, oh my god, okay. So I, I conclude right away, oh my god, you have one or two bundles. But what we find even more interesting is there's blood vessels mm -hmm. between the L and PO bundle. And I work with a very famous scientist, John Hewitt. Mm -hmm. And we actually biopsy those areas and find stem cells <laughs> in the, between the bundle. And actually, then we went to the surgery in the torn A cell, and also we did the same thing. So essentially, we, we find that those blood vessels come from the anterior horn, the lateral meniscus, mm -hmm. many times. They also come from the top. Mm -hmm. And they, they supply the A-cell daily function. So the A-cell survive not by diffusion. Mm -hmm. they, they survive. And, and, and the, the way it, it works is this. When the A-cell squeeze together, mm -hmm. I haven't proved it scientifically yet, the blood supply will go in. Right. But when you stretch, then it squeeze out, okay? Right, right. So this is why you need two two bundle to allow that, in, in other words, if you do a one bundle surgery, mm -hmm. and if you allow the proper healing, mm -hmm. the proper you know rehabilitation, maybe after even two years, yes. those bundle will all reform. Mm -hmm. Because this is how nature needs to support the A-cell. So in other words, it's biological. Mm -hmm. It's biological. The A-cell is biological. It's not like a static. All right. So the third principle is the bone morphology is absolutely critical. Now, how do I find out? I have a chance to meet one of the four foremost paleontologists in the world. His name is Owen Lovejoy. I don't know if you know him. No. But he, he, he discovered Lucy mm -hmm. in Africa together right. with the French right. and other people there, a whole team, American and mm -hmm. French. You know, I forget what team. You know, there are three teams for three countries. Mm -hmm. and, and actually... Um, so Lucy, I talked to him about, so I say, well, well, how do you look at this bones, okay? Right. Well, he said, well, it's very simple. I look at all these old bones, and I can determine the motion by looking at the, you know, morphology. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. of the corn gal. And in fact, I can even put it in more liquid. They need it, okay? All right. So essentially, this is a big, you know, and in, in fact, I have Lucy mm-hmm. replica in the home. I, there's two bundles too, okay? You can, <laughs> because it's upright walking. So from then on, I went to the animal world. Mm-hmm. So in the zoo and in Africa, and I went to Africa, we look at 30 species mm-hmm. of animal. And in the zoo, we examine the animal rotation when they are mm-hmm. under general. Every five years or 10 years, they go to sleep to be checked, the whole body, okay? Mm-hmm. And when they die in the zoo, we open up the knee mm-hmm. and look at the eggs down in the morphology of the bone. You two can't scan too. So it's five years of what we're 38 species of animals. And many of those animals have more, more rotation than human beings. Mm-hmm. And they have three bundles, many of them. Okay? Three bundles. Then, yeah, yeah, many All of right. them have three bundles. Nice. Because they need more supply, because they need more substance. More rotation, yes. It's nothing to do with how many bundles you need for biomechanics. No. It's, 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 you need those plus supply to, to, to survive it. That's, That's all. right. And also the bone morphology will dictate how much A cell you need. Mm-hmm. Okay, if the A cell is is more, then you need more rotation. You may have more rotation to support right. it, and also the meniscus size are different. So is mm-hmm. so. For example, just 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 to tell you, for example, the lemur is the you know uh, is the most primitive primate, and the lemur is the only species that they have two extraticular lateral ligaments on the outside. Mm-hmm. After the lemur, there's none. So this is why the new ligaments called the ALL, I'm not sure, is really real. But people make it real now. All right. Because it's, it's happily, you know, promoted by industry mm-hmm. and uh, consultants, okay? So, and so this is the, you know, uh, the, the, the other concept, okay? The bone morphology, to me, dictate the bundles and, you know, which we didn't understand. And the fourth thing is the variation, okay? Variation... It's important. Now, do you know that in a human being, the small, smallest size A cell in the insertion side of the TBL and the biggest one are three times differences. Three times, okay? I have measured thousands of them during surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, now, interestingly, is, is not very accurate. Uh, I'm going to tell you why, okay? Mm-hmm. So you need to do in vivo measurement mm-hmm. a live patient to do that. And you're going to take your time. So the, the unfortunately thing I told you, most surgeons do not want to take the time. They want to go in and typically they will shave off everything mm-hmm. and, throw, and they drill the tunnel through and they're done because they want to finish the case and do the next one. Mm-hmm. Now I used to do that in the 90s. I used to do 10, even 15 ACL one day. And no, each ACL is not more than 30 minutes because mm-hmm. I use the allograph at the time too, which is a bad thing, okay? Mm-hmm. And I my allograph, which I know is not, not a very good thing now. But essentially, what we find is, uh, you know, the variation is so important. For example, the femoral insertion site in most times is smaller than the tibial site, but in 10% is equal or bigger. Why is that? Because the morphology dictates. So the variation is important. There's no two ACL the same. Mm-hmm. How about that? It's yeah. like your fingerprint, okay? Now, the last thing is aging. The ACL H2. So South Bill in 1991 already showed that a 20 years old A cell and 80 years old A cell have five times mechanical differences. Five times. Okay? But unfortunately, most of our study in the dissection are done in old cadaver, 80 years old. So those are 
have a lot of budgetary changes. And so this is why our conclusion, although are well intentioned, okay, yes. people who think they're nice, but they are wrong, okay. Mm -hmm. For example, if you say the ACL is a is a ribbon, ACL is a you know, C-shaped insertion site, is not. Mm -hmm. If you look at a young 16 years old, the ACL is a big oval insertion site. There are two bundles. This is beautiful. Okay, I can show you thousands of cases. Mm -hmm. I talk to everyone. So, so there is so if you look at those six principles, so you know dynamic, mm -hmm. biological, blood vessels, biology, morphology, uh, you know variation, and aging. If you understand those six principles, mm -hmm. I believe that we can improve on the outcome base. Right. I'm one of this. I do this channel. I do the uh, extraticular. I do this, you know, graph is, is nonsense. It's, it's okay, you know. I mean, you're mm. going to get some success. Mm -hmm. You're going to get success. You know, you're going to get maybe 80% success, and, but then you're going to miss something. You're yes. going to miss about 10, 15%. So the, the, the question is do you want to be 100% ACL surgeon? Mm. Do you want to become yourself an expert mm -hmm. and do the best for the patient? So, unless you understand those principles, I don't think you should be called expert. Right. You, can, you can call it, you are just a general guy. Do some ACL and do it fast, and maybe get the patient back to some sports, mm -hmm. and maybe not not quite right. Okay, maybe mm -hmm. something is off. Okay, mm -hmm. something like that. Okay, so so these are the principle. I would say that, and this is what I'm preaching to everybody. If you really want to improve on the ACL, this sort of thing you have to do research. Now I cannot do it on my own. Yeah. I have a big lab, right. and there are many people. I need the whole world to do all the things I'm telling you about. I want you to do it, okay? Everybody, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. This is how we can improve. Not just, oh, wow, let's do the drill holes in the AM position. Let's do this in the middle position. Mm -hmm. It's silly, okay? It's really silly to think about. Yeah. Okay? When you talk about uh, the blood vessels and the biological uh, point, eh? point number two you just mentioned, is that why you are looking at the quadriceps tendon to uh, use as a craft? I know it's a quarter September now. I'm going to tell you how we do surgery. Right. So first, when the patient gets hurt and have an MI done, mm -hmm. first we analyze the MI, okay? Mm -hmm. We measure both two-dimensional and three-dimensional on the table insertion side and see the size mm -hmm. of the insertion side. So like I told you, if you look at the surgical, you know, MI on the, uh, you know, surgical plane, mm -hmm. the smallest is eight. The biggest is 26. Okay. My God. That's a big difference. Yeah, big difference. Yes. So next time you can look at the quad tendon on the MRI. Mm -hmm. You can see the size. You can look at the patella itself, how thick it is. Right. And you look at the patella tendon. Now, recently, in the last five, six years, I'm using ultrasound to look at the hamstrings. Mm -hmm. Okay? So before the operation, I will have an idea the size of all those graphs. Mm -hmm. That will match your insertion size, okay? Mm -hmm. And the nice thing about a quadriceps is not because I like it more and you know try to promote it because right. it's a virtual tile. You can use just a soft tissue part, mm -hmm. or you can use the bone block. Because when you do the MI measurement, you can also see the length That's of right. the ACL. The length of the ACL is interesting. The, the, the shortest one is about twenty-five. The longest one is about 45. It's mm -hmm. reported already, okay? Mm -hmm. So again, there's 20 million differences. You cannot do the same, 
you know, you know, size. So if the hamstring is short, you know, it may not have enough length to mm -hmm. do that, okay? Mm -hmm. So the quad will tell you length because the MI and the ultrasound will tell how long, mm -hmm. how long the quadricep is, okay? Mm -hmm. And the patellar tendon. Now, interestingly, the patellar tendon is also a very good graph, but typically the patellar tendon is about half mm -hmm. the thickness of the quad tendon. Right now, now, and, and you can say, well, the patellar tendon people do well. Yes, they do well because when you put the patellar tendon graph in, it will hypertrophy. Uh -huh. And it's just a paper published by Shino from Japan. Uh -huh. They documented the patellar tendon hypertrophy 100% uh -huh. in the first year. Uh -huh. And then it almost four years to get big, you know, oh, small. Right. So you need to get it mature. Now, the, the good thing about a quad tendon is you don't have to hypertrophy as much. No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's yes. Yeah. It's already there. So it gives you instant. This is why when people say, well, I want to do extraticular, I want to do the thing. Our thinking is the extraticular will help the healing of the graft, protect the healing of the graft. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the biggest thing, not because you're going to control rotation. So for the first six months, when the graft is healing, the extraticular operation will prevent this AP translation when you walk. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> and allow the graph to heal more better, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. And then hopefully by one year, it'll be big enough to, to, to be strong. Mm -hmm. But if, if you, uh, you know, not protect it, let it move a lot, mm -hmm. then the graph will be, you know, not, not very good. Okay? So we all use very common sense, but we right. use science mm -hmm. to prove it also. And the hamstring is very good graph too. I still like to use it a lot. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's really small. Mm -hmm. But if you see the small hamstring, you can see the size from the ultrasound. We publish already on that too. Mm -hmm. So you prefer to do the quad tendon. And this is why not, because we like it all more. Because the quad tendon, you know the size. Right. You need the patellar tendon. Also, the patellar thickness is important too. Mm -hmm. If the thickness of the patellar is less than 14 thickness, you shouldn't take the bone block. It's too dangerous to mm -hmm. fracture. Mm -hmm. I know it because I fractured three or four. Oh my God. Uh, and then I, I learned from that to mm -hmm. study and show the thick variation. Mm -hmm. So now any any patellar thickness for more less than 14 millimeters, I don't recommend taking the bone block at all, even mm -hmm. for a patellar tendon. It's a little dangerous to do that. So those are all very simple anatomical measurements. Right. Just because I like the quad tendon, because the quad tendon is like more versatile for the purposes. But I would recommend the surgeon should know every graph, mm -hmm. uh, should use every graph. And don't be just step on one graph because this is not how life is, okay? Mm -hmm. You should understand everything. But it will take a lot of time to do all the measurements. How do you do that in no, your... No, no, no. No, the, the, the uh, MRI, my, my fellow Kevin and other people do it. It just takes five minutes. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. It takes less than five minutes. Right. Uh, and, and now, the, the, the ultrasound... It mm -hmm. takes time, okay? Now, the ultrasound, of course, I, I have a very expensive one. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not talking about a simple ultrasound. I have an ultrasound machine that costs $350,000, mm -hmm. okay? And I have an ultrasound specialist, Dr. Onishi, mm -hmm. uh, from Bill Clinic Train and worked with us. Uh, and he came every Monday morning just for about four hours mm -hmm. uh, with me. And we do all the QA cell patients, mm -hmm. you know, they come in. Not many, like real. I don't, I don't have practice anymore mm -hmm. because I, you know, I've done too many ACL. So 
So if you do a lot of ACL, you cannot do what I'm doing as much, okay? Because no, that's right. I, so now he can take time because he do a lot of measurement of the injury. He looked at these, for example, extraticular injury. Mm -hmm. So we don't see the injury that people talk about with extraticular too, okay? We use ultrasound, MRI, uh, and also we look at intraticular you know, surgery. Mm -hmm. So with all the information from the MRI, ultrasound, then we conclude what graph to use to tell the patient. That's right. But I also tell the patient that I may change my mind doing surgery. Because doing surgery, I would use a ruler, mm -hmm. simple ruler, mm -hmm. to remeasure the insertion side side mm -hmm. and detention, okay? And sometimes the measurement, MI, especially from out of town, the MI not very good. So they may be wrong. Okay, mm -hmm. the one time in the office is very good, so I will trust them. Okay, mm -hmm. but then I, I, have, I have published two papers already, HSM papers, to show two dimensions, three dimensions, you know, correlation with intra op measurement versus mm -hmm. the Okay, so everything I talk to you about is quite you know scientifically done. Right, right. So again, it takes a little bit of time. So I would say doing surgery, it takes about ten minutes more. Mm -hmm. because of this measurement or even less, okay? Mm -hmm. So all the time is not a lot, but it's just the, look, if you're going to fix your house, mm -hmm. you want your carpenter to do your, you don't want your room to be crooked. No, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Same way, okay? We want to put the right size of graph where it is. So we look at the insertion side, the femoral side, tibial side. In fact, when we do surgery, the biggest thing we to do is to look at the pathology. Mm -hmm. Look at how the ACL was torn, the bundle was there, where is it attached? Those are all the things we're looking at. Mm -hmm. And with that information, we can then measure the size and go from there. Mm -hmm. and so and so those are the conclusions we need to make. So this is what makes the anatomical individualized approach. That's about it. Mm -hmm. And the thing I want to tell you, it doesn't cost any money. No. No. It's not no industry like me because mm -hmm. I don't I don't, I don't really sell any product. No, that's right. That's right. Zero. Okay. So people, the industry do not like to invite me because I, I don't want to happen to sell some, some screws or something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if I told people that do the most simple fixation, the simple thing that I do 30 years ago, do the cheapest technique. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is why it's value based. Yes. Don't waste money. Uh, you know, your country is good. Socialized medicine. But America is the number one healthcare money used in the world. Yes, yes. percent, and we are ranked like thirty-five in the whole world mm. in the healthcare. Mm -hmm. So why is that? Because all this money are being wasted. Yes. On treatments that are not useful and not helpful and maybe harmful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. In orthopedic, we think about thirty to forty percent. Yes. In cancer, maybe even eighty percent. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in a country like you, you cannot, the, the government will not let you do that. You can mm -hmm. say, well, let's, let's not do this operation no. or let's not do this, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's much easier than for, for the surgeon in your country. Okay? So if I, I understand you correctly, you, you use um, uh, different uh, crafts. You measure yeah. and then you decide which craft you do. Um, that has to... That's, that. Um, that means that the physical therapy afterwards uh, is for every patient different because uh, yes. the, the quadriceps tendon uh, needs another approach than, for instance, the patella tendon. Uh, well, a little bit different, but not so horrible different. Okay? No? A little bit 
Is it is it perhaps also important what kind of sports people do or what kind of uh, yes exactly so again you know the draft choice is not the size mm-hmm. but the type of sports and the professional and all those things you you take into consideration yes uh, it means okay you're right so so the the, the anatomy is one factor okay yes, yes. Uh, for the sports uh, you know female male and mm-hmm. all those things mm-hmm. and, and, and just give you a really interesting you know uh, people talk about hyperextension mm-hmm. and you can regain it mm-hmm. the most simple way to get your hyperextension back is to do the anatomical individualized instruction not to do a graph different graph or do an extracurricular nothing. Right. I, I actually, I, 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 I can tell you from my experience, I have a young lady. Mm-hmm. She is about five minus 15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is about six years ago now. Mm-hmm. And when I go in her knee and measure it, she is the smallest ACL insertion site I have ever seen in my life. Okay. So her, her so we, we use a hamstring graph Mm-hmm. And only six millimeters. Six. Six. Because, yeah, we cut it down because the instruction says it's so small. Mm-hmm. So now, with MI and one year, it looked beautiful. And now she has five, six years. I just saw her. Mm-hmm. She's still been getting minus 15 hypertension. Uh-huh. And I, I think that if I put in an eight or nine graph, I would never get to hypertension. No. I mean, I think all the therapies do. Right. So the, be- the best way is to understand nature. That's if right. nature, you have hypertension. By the graph you do. Mm-hmm. And people have noticed that while you have a small graph, you retain. Nature will determine, okay, right. if it's going to retain, okay? And then no, nothing to do with say, well, uh, it's small, it's going to tear, okay? Machine's fine, okay? So essentially, follow nature, follow an anatomy, you visualize. Right. So, th- I mean, there was a case that I almost should I do six million graph, and I did it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and exactly what it means. She is the most hypertension patient I've ever seen. <laughs> Minus Minus 15. I have to show you. Incredible. You love it. Incredible. And if I told you, she has a six millimeters hamstring graph, and I have MI to show the healing. Mm-hmm. It takes like this incredible to me. Mm-hmm. So we, we took nonsense about extraticular, about graph hamstring. It doesn't matter. You just mm-hmm. put it in the right size, and it'll be fine. Okay. Uh, Dr. Fu, could you tell me what the importance is uh, uh, of the collaboration uh, between the uh, surgeon and the PT? Of course, very important. And I always tell the story about Slatin. You know, I offered mm-hmm. Slatin with Boca, the cell. And, uh, and I told him that, hey, you know, Slatin picked me and, and you know, as a surgeon, mm-hmm. Dr. Lucel, which is fantastic. I'm really honored mm-hmm. uh, to do that. And, and, and I, by the way, uh, when he turned his A-cell, it's a really a true story. Uh, he, there are 50 surgeons from all over the world offer surgery to him. No. <laughs> all right. Now, I don't know him personally. Yes, I don't know his mm. agent, but he's from Sweden, and uh, they're a scientific country. So he asked his Sweden doctor, "Who are the, you know, best scientific surgeon in the world?" Right. Doing ACL. So I have the number one publication in the world and everything, and you know, I have many Swedish friends. Mm-hmm. So they come to me, and, and, and the fact is, the newspaper already said he's coming to me before <laughs> I know about it. <laughs> I saw that in an interview, yes. <laughs> yeah, because the, 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 probably the agent called the Milan Club to mm-hmm. find my telephone number because they don't know my number. No. So the, the word 
is out for my fellow in Brazil. Hey, I heard Zlatan is coming to you. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, nonsense. I, I was in fact, I was in Florida mm-hmm. on the meeting. I said, come on, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> so finally the agent called me and, and, and I say, sure. I mean, so, but essentially, I never market myself. Mm-hmm. I don't market myself, you know what I'm saying? We don't do this marketing. Thank you, get your patient. So he came and we did a quad tendon with bone block mm-hmm. and also repair the outside. And uh, by the way, I never see so-called ALL ligament on him. You know, we, we he has a, you know, outside injury mm-hmm. uh, and we repair everything. It's just anatomical what nature gives you. Now, the thing about Slatin different is he's genetically gifted. He is, uh, he is not, yes. Yeah, he's, he's not much changes are treated at the age mm-hmm. of 37 at the time. Incredible. He, he, he come back fast, mm-hmm. which is, I like that he, he did, you know, with MI every month, mm-hmm. every month in the healing. It, it looked really fantastic. So he came back first day in seven months, which I don't like. It's too early okay, for me. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's called going back. And then but he didn't really play well until it, uh, uh, one year or, or longer now. So when I give a lecture, mm-hmm. this is the last slide I usually use. I say, look, he's got this incredible goal. I would give myself and focus 10% of the credit mm-hmm. for I would give the therapist 40% mm-hmm. of the credit. And I would give Slatin 50% of the credit. That's right. That's right. What I tell the surgeon. Mm-hmm. And I say, surgeon, you guys, don't think you are so great, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't think you are the best. If you, if you have a lucky to operate on a guy like Slatin, mm-hmm. Nobody who can make make Slatin look great, okay? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm I think a lot of pride in taking care of him the best I can. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying it is not me. Some I'm sure Slatin would do well too in some way, maybe not exactly like that, okay? Mm-hmm. So I would put a therapist. So and so in my office, my therapist is right there. Mm-hmm. I talk to them all the time, and I, I also find therapists over the country. For example, I did operate on a gentleman from Houston, Texas. And I able to find my therapist. I train back in Houston, so they can follow with him, and mm-hmm. they know all my protocol. Mm-hmm. We do that, okay? So therapist is so important, and, and uh, for example, specialty with motion problem and things like that. Mm-hmm. We want to correct it right away. We're not gonna wait, okay? Mm-hmm. We we communicate all the time. We right. talk all the time. Yeah. Well, that's right. Uh, do you think there's a difference between uh, amateur athletes and professional athletes in in? Um, how, how would I say, um, we're always talking about level one sporters or level two or level three. Uh, what's your opinion on surgery on amateur sports um, people? Oh, I mean, the approach is no different. No. The approach is the no. same, okay? Maybe choice is a little different. But of course, professional athletes are, are eliminated by selection. They are really the top right. tier people. They have better muscle, they mm-hmm. may have better... For example, I, I'm going to tell you an incredible story. Uh, I operated on a lady 70 years old recently. Mm-hmm. So it turned out she turned an ACL 55 years ago on the other side. Hmm. And she was a professional ballerina. Right. She had her surgery done, and she did okay. She did okay. But she turned the other side, and she became unstable both ACL. So I fixed the you know new side, mm-hmm. and... Then he said, why don't you do the other side? So when I do the other side, this lady had almost no artificial changes, mm-hmm. despite the fact she was a 50 years old Tony. Incredible, yeah. Yeah, I asked him, is there anything 
different value. You say, well, I did one of the genetic testing, you know, about my genetic. And one of the things they say, I have very good sports gene. Hmm. I say, what do you mean by that? Probably she has a very strong, fast rich muscle fibers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. No. So that may protect a cell in some way, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe those athletes may have all those incredible genetics, you know, protection. It's like starting. I mean, my God, this guy is now 39 years old. Right. He is still playing in the top of the game. And uh, he had not much wear and tear. And I mean, so, so people now, but on hand, I, I have seen like 20 years of professional. Mm-hmm. The friend on the ACL, they already have damage to the cartilage. And I'm not sure how far they can go. It depends on what we do, we do the best for them, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not it's ACL. It's the post-traumatic atrial changes that, that can occur a few years later, mm-hmm. right? You know that. Right, right. right. And there's another question I have for you. I, I read the uh, article, uh, uh, Treatment After ACL uh, Injury. That was, uh, I guess, from the Panther Symposium. And yes. uh, it stated that um, early surgery by level uh, one uh, sport um, um, would be um, preferable than later uh, surgery. What is your opinion? Well, I think the, the only problem is if, if the level one people want to go back without the surgery, uh, they can turn the meniscus and other things. That's they right. Problem. And even in the Swedish study, uh, randomized trials have showed surgery, no surgery, uh, no differences at two years in neurological medicine. Mm-hmm. Very fantastic. But you look at the prime print, mm-hmm. the ones that are treated without surgery have more meniscus tear right. and more instability, okay? Mm-hmm. So, but people live with it, and in Sweden, it's socialized medicine, so it's okay, you know, this is a high level, you know, it's fine, okay? Yes, yes. So the quality of life is the same, but then there's really some, I would say, uh, objective differences. Okay? Right, right. Well, if you turn the meniscus and all of a sudden it becomes a long-term problem, mm-hmm. that's a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. So the ACL is a protective of the cartilage and meniscus. And, and the, the thing is, we know that when you turn the ACL, you, you're going to already have the potential to develop post-traumatic arthritis. Right. In fact, I, I work a lot of doing it 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So first thing is the trauma from the, from the tear. Right, right. Now, you can fall bruise and, right. and meniscus tear. And secondly, do you, do you know that? You know Hans Pastner, his name? Hans Pastner? You don't no, know him? No, right? no, no. Very famous, he passed away. Mm-hmm. In 30 years ago, in the early 90s, I and him did study 100 patients to show that when you turn the ACL, you have a high cytokines level in, in, in your knee up to six months. So those are destructive enzymes that right. can potentially destroy. And thirdly, genetics, I told you. That's, mm-hmm. People are starting genetically so good, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, the size of the ACL. And lastly, the kinematic. So in other words, if you have a three-dimensional TBS look different, you may predispose to more stretching. And also, if you have the ACL done wrong, Mm-hmm. How about in what position? You're going to get that too. So, so what I'm saying is a multi-factors mm-hmm. to get this up to big changes. Okay? Mm-hmm. Are you in favor to uh, do surgery fast after the injury or later after the injury? Uh, well, we talk to the patients. We give them a mm-hmm. choice. Okay? Now, I have a unique situation mm-hmm. for me. Okay? I turned my ACL two weeks before 9-11. Oh, my God. I was hit, I was hit by a car. Mm-hmm. in my bike 
-hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. And a MCL, ACL, open fracture of the tibia. Oh, my God. So, in fact, I didn't even know the ACL was torn until a little bit later because when they, they do the, you know, debriefment and fixing the fracture. So, I decided not to have ACL done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because I, we had my fractures and open fractures, okay? It took mm -hmm. me about one year. So, I have no ACL surgery mm -hmm. in my ACL. Mm -hmm. So I always tell the patient, oh, by the way, you can always do without surgery. Yes, <laughs> yes, all right. <laughs> now, what, what, I mean, what I mean is how many times between the incident and the surgery is preferable for you? Yeah, I understand. But I'm, so let me get back to the time, mm -hmm. okay? Yes. So now, also in the early 90s, mm -hmm. uh, I and Dr. Hana and also Shelbourne differently to two to, to, Two different locations. Right. We find out that if you're going to do early surgery, you can have a high incidence of stiff knee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. In some cases. So in other words, uh, we find out that it's not the time, it's how angry the knee is, okay? Right, right. If your knee is angry, it's swollen, painful, no motion. Mm -hmm. Remember I told you the study biologically, there a high level of cytokines right. in there? I mean, you don't want to do surgery. Just like just like, you know, uh, you married? Yes, yes. Okay, so if your wife is upset, mm -hmm. you're not going to upset her more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? You're take a, you know, okay, take you a know. walk, take a walk. <laughs> exactly. Same for the knee. Yes. You get a, tell the knee, hey, can you calm down? Mm -hmm. So if the knee is calmed down very fast, 10 days, you can do it, but sometimes... Mm -hmm. You know, if, if there's no swelling, no pain, you can probably do it right away too, okay? Right, right. And if you're really angry, mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's a good idea because we have up 25% of stiff knee. Mm -hmm. And so is Shelburne. So we prefer to wait, but not a time limit because people give six weeks. Mm -hmm. It's silly, okay, or longer. So because you have to talk to patients whether you want a surgery. Like I said, because I have no surgery, you can don't have the surgery, but if you want to play sports, you want to prevent meniscus tear, and in America, there's a timetable mm -hmm. because they want to the next season, right? Mm -hmm. If you wait, you may miss two seasons, okay? All uh, right. And if you want to go professional, you will miss everything, okay? Mm -hmm. So there's a time limit that you want to do it right away, okay? Right. So for me, a doctor, I don't care. So, no. so this whole thing, you, you just wait until the knee is not upset. It's not so pissed off, I told you. I told right. you. Right. You don't have the knee being a pissed off knee. Calm it down and then off. Okay. Right. Makes sense, right? Right. And what do you consider is the, the minimal rehab time before return to sports? Because that's a discussion lately as well. Um, right. Uh, uh, no. So, so what, what do you see? You just... Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Very simple. So in the 90s, mm -hmm. when I do many arthroscopic transtibial non-anatomical approach, mm -hmm. I'll tell the patient that you'll be back in six months and your success is 90%. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lie, obviously. Yes. <laughs> so, now, I think it's complicated because some, again, there are a few factors. Mm -hmm. Of course, for the therapy part, you want to get your motion. Mm -hmm. You can get strain, swelling. Mm -hmm. So, that's important, right? You do functional testing. All those things are important. Right. At this point, okay? So, the new thing I add on is the healing of the graph, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, the graph takes time to heal. Right. And uh, now, how do I learn? Because in about 15, 20 years ago, I had a very famous player. And uh, he is, in six months, he's fantastic looking. The muscle is good. 
Mm. And actually, I did an MI on him too, and the MI looks fantastic, except it's a very high signal. At the time, I don't realize the high signal means it's, it's not mature, you know? Mm-hmm. So we went back to play and recorded, you know, in six months, okay? Yeah. So, oh my God, I better learn a little bit more. So, so uh-huh. I think that now you look at the muscle, you have to look at motion, you mm. look at swelling, and of course, look at the therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they ready from the therapist viewpoint? Point of view. And I have Jay Hurricane, who's very famous and good too. So, and then from my point of view, I will see the maturity of the craft, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is why the quad tendon is good because it's already big enough. Right, away, right, right. We right. don't need the hypertrophy as much as the other, you know, craft, okay? So, mm-hmm. this is what advantage of a quad tendon is already. Double the size of a patella tendon. Right, right. Initially, you start off very good. So, so those are all the all the factors. So right now, I would say, I I, I usually in the, in the office, I will tell the patient nine months to one year. Mm-hmm. But I usually go back in three months. I have a professional cricket player from India, mm-hmm. number one player in the world. Okay, yes. the best player. Mm-hmm. I offer on him. He went back to India. He's playing in three months without asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I find out because my friend from South Africa and uh, and Australia said, hey, do you offer on him? He's playing already in three months. <laughs> I didn't know that. So actually, he was fine. He's genetically like slotted now. Interestingly, this guy comes back three years later for the other knee. And I beg him, please don't come back in three months. So you wait five months. <laughs> so people genetically can do that. Okay, but mm-hmm. this is not what we recommend, okay? Because most of the patients I have are high school, amateur athlete. Mm-hmm. They don't have the means and, and the genetic composition to be like, you know, gifted like that, okay? Mm-hmm. Like starting the seven months is very fast too, okay? So when I understand people want to get paid to play in, in, in those countries, okay? Right. But I think for a regular high school amateur, you shouldn't really be in a hurry. You should let it heal, uh, go back. So I would rarely monitor Mm-hmm. The, the patient carefully, you know, with all those factors with the therapist and healing. And also the new, new thing is I'm using ultrasound to look at healing. Mm-hmm. Our ultrasound can look at vascularity. Mm-hmm. It's only, uh, we with the Doppler, uh, with the Doppler. Yeah. 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 So, so it typically, if you put a graph in, mm-hmm. the vascularity is high. Mm-hmm. So by about nine months, one year, it becomes equal to the other side. Okay. So it shows the maturity of the class. Mm-hmm. So at least there's a quick way. So in six months, if I see a high vascularity, I'll tell a patient, hey, it's still healing recklessly, okay? Mm-hmm. You should wait a little bit, okay? So that, at least that is not expensive because MI can be expensive in my country. Right, right. Well, here, here as well. I will do that because they will do it. Like Slatin has an MI every month. Yeah. Every month, okay? But Slatan is making a lot of money, uh, Dr. Fu. Yeah, and, 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 and Manchester United yes. has OMI. You know, they have the OMI in their stadium. Right, right, right. So incredible. It's incredible. Do you yeah. have... Uh, um, um, I, uh, what are false stories you hear in your practice from patients? What are um, stubborn nonsense stories which patients believe about ACL uh, injuries? Yeah, I, I'm, I won't say it's uh, really stupid. Like right now, there's a big push for repair mm-hmm. of the ACL. And, and I, I don't think it's totally crazy because, like I say, but in, it's like anything in life, mm-hmm. the, the 
is about indications. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for example, the extraticular in my practice, about 5% cases, so there's indication. Mm -hmm. We like to use it in, in, in smaller graph and all those things, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and for, for example, people now pushing for repair, and I believe there's some indication for that, but not in the cases like the industry, like That's to right. push it, and they actually, not just repair, they, they put it in artificial ligament and all those things, so mm -hmm. we do it, okay? So, mm -hmm. so I think that, yeah, they worry, because the industry, Industry is important to survive with us, okay? Right. So on the hand, you understand, industry, to be successful, they look at the profit margin. That's right. Not at okay. the health of the patient. Orthopedic company is 20 to 30% growth a year. Yeah. Uh, so how do they do that? They can grow by either have more market share mm -hmm. or they invent a new operation mm -hmm. to try to promote That's it, right, okay? yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the new operation will get the market share too. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. see the company is successful, they always have new things, uh, you know, put in, you know, things. I, in my opinion, is really is not very good. For example, in the 80s, we have the LAD, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it's like, it's like internal bracing today. And they are, these days, it's not the same thing, but it's the same idea. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. But mm -hmm. so now, now it's back to promoting with that, you know, with the ACL, you know, repair, things like that. So, like I say, the graph that we use will give you a 95% success rate if you do it for healing. Mm -hmm. So why do you want to take a chance? That's right. That's uh, right. There may be 5% of cases you need to do it. So if you if you look at my surgical, you know, kind of like indication, there are many different indications for different things. I just I don't do one operation, okay? I do multiple. Mm -hmm. Some single bundle, some double bundle for a big insertion size. Mm -hmm. I do augmentation. Sometimes, uh, one bundle tear only. Mm -hmm. I sometimes do uh, random preservation mm -hmm. and repair maybe sometimes and mm -hmm. no surgery right. in the rehab of personal life. Mm -hmm. and, and also to tell people go back to like four months, I think a little bit too fast mm -hmm. to me, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's nonsense, but I think it's just marketing. And I, I'm gonna tell you, I remember I have a uh, female, 16 years old, mm -hmm. a doctor say, you can go back in four months, and she went back the first time she kicked the ball, she returned it. Yeah, yeah. So this is why it's, I don't say it's nonsense, but it's just like, you know, no good, okay? No, Thank right, you, right. Well, I have a final question for you, uh, Dr. Fu. Um, what should you give as a take-home message for patients? Well, I think that, number one, I think if you turn the ACL, you understand, it's not just the ACL. Mm, that's right. You can disability, but you're going to potentially get uh, post-traumatic arthritic changes mm -hmm. five, ten years later. Okay, so it's a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, so uh, like I told you, the factors are, you know, trauma, biological, genetics, and, you know, poor kinematics. Right, right. So you, you, you must hopefully pick a surgeon to understand anatomy and hopefully individualize and also pay your base to waste money. Okay, this is what I thing yes. and also don't 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 be in a hurry okay no. don't be in a hurry i mean uh, look if you if you are going to olympics mm -hmm. in four months and you want to do it i understand so you can take mm -hmm. a chance but knowing that you need tall mm -hmm. okay and i will do that but like you say for regular people hey you know take your time you, you slot in, okay you're not like that okay All so right. just take your time uh, and, and do it right and also you can always choose to operate if i told you 
I too have a ACL for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I, I live with it. I have, I have a few buckling, mm-hmm. but not horrible, because mm-hmm. I don't play competitive sports anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm older. I'm 70 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's a big deal for me, okay? Mm-hmm. But for young people, maybe a big deal. So like you said, common sense. And, and don't go for new things, okay? No, right. Just not the, the creatures, okay? Don't, don't believe this. Oh, I want a new, new thing. Mm-hmm. I want st- oh, I want stem cells, okay? Mm-hmm. I have a patient come to see me uh, from New York, and he's giving stem cells and PRP for heal the ACL. Oh, doesn't work, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are new things, and they cost thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. It doesn't do anything, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I just tell the patient that you should use those money to take your, your wife to a dinner or buy him a diamond ring because, uh, you know, those things, you know, you have your own stem cells. Mm-hmm. Just like I told the ACL already have stem cells mm-hmm. between the bundles. Yes. It's right there. It's yes. free. Okay? Right, right, right. Learning is forever, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm still learning myself. Yes. I still have all things I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to use uh, gimmicky or silly things about ACL. Mm-hmm. I want ACL to really, like I told you, the principles I want. Uh, it's dynamic, mm-hmm. it's logical. There are bundles that work with the bone morphology. Mm-hmm. There's variation mm-hmm. and there's aging. So if you do six principles mm-hmm. and think about it every time you approach the patient in surgery right. and do research, I think you're going to help the patients. Cool. It's wonderful to see how much passion you have on your, uh, on your surgery and on your knowledge. It's incredible. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you very much uh, for listening. And finally, I want to point to you that our next uh, podcast drop in the series ACL Injury will be on Friday, the 30th of July, 1500 hours Central European time. And it will be an interview with Professor Dr. Pier Paolo Mariani from Rome. Hope to see you then. Bye-bye.